Thank you. Hello, everyone. It's really nice to be here. I don't often get to come in the evenings, so it's a treat for me. So, yeah, something that's been on my heart lately has something to do with um, pain and just whether I experience it personally or I know someone who's going through pain, it's really been prevalent um, in my life. And I was speaking to someone not so long ago about um, how I just feel like as I get older and more into adulthood, it kind of, there's just more pain around in the world. I'm just more aware of it and um, the world is hurting and we are broken and there's just lots going on. So, yeah, I know for me, I never really feel prepared for it or know how to handle it. And so that's, yeah, something that I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit tonight is seeing freedom in our pain um, with Jesus because of the work that he does ongoingly, not only in the painful moment. Um, yeah, so when I was reflecting and I was preparing for this, I was just trying to remember who I was even a year ago and the year before that. And just, I was feeling really grateful that the Lord has done a work in me. And when I'm faced with new painful situations, currently I feel that he has equipped me better um, as I grow in him. And he's teaching me to depend on him more in my pain. And yeah, just in general to deal with life because sometimes life sucks. It really does. Um, there's death and then divorce and addiction and depression and suicide and all these horrible things that we always see in the news and on Facebook and Instagram and even in reality with our friends and family. But we have hope. We have freedom in the pain, and that is Jesus. So I feel like the Lord has put the story of Martha on my heart for quite a long time, um, and I've never shared about it, but I felt like, <clears throat> yeah, what I was thinking and feeling, the story of Martha just kept coming to my mind. So I want to go through um, three encounters that Martha has with Jesus and just kind of look at her life and how I feel Jesus transformed her life and what I can learn from her and from Jesus in those encounters. So let me introduce you to Martha. We're going to start, um, if you want to open your Bibles or follow, from Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Um, so it says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. Okay, I'm going to stop there for now. I can really relate to her um, in so many ways. If you don't know me well, my default when I should probably be dealing with myself and stuff that's going on around me is to preoccupy myself with something or volunteer for something or, yeah, just be busy um, in any way, uh, shape or form. So I can really relate to Martha in the story where she's busy hosting, she wants everyone to feel comfortable and relaxed. She wants um, yeah, everyone to enjoy her hospitality and she wants something in return too. She wants to feel good about herself and get her worth from that. Um, we see that because of how she responds when her sister is not doing what she's doing. Um, and so, yeah, she goes to Jesus and thinks that he's going to back her up, and instead finds out that she's getting it wrong. She was faced with the fact that her priorities were wrong, not Mary's, 
and that she keeps herself busy with serving and hospitality and worries um, and things that are not important to try and satisfy needs that she has. Because we all have needs. We all want to be loved. We want to be um, cared for. We want to be affirmed. And, um, yeah, so she's doing all these things to get that satisfaction. But the ultimate satisfaction is spending time with Jesus and prioritizing him. And we see that when he responds to her in verse 41. He says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. Okay, so that's encounter number one with Jesus. She's serving and she's busy and she's active and she opened her home to Jesus, which means she's a really nice person. Um, but we see that there's some twisted motives there. Um, and then there's a little bit of a break. And we meet Martha again later on in the Gospel of John, chapter 11. So the next time we see Martha, I won't read from it yet, but the next time we see Martha, it's a really tough time for her. Her brother has died, and she must be really heartbroken. I don't know if any of you have experienced death of a close relative or know someone who has. It's really tough. It's not easy at all. Um, yeah, there's so many things that come with that, but death is really, really hard. And I often find um, that death or any type of significant heartache often brings out the worst in people. I don't know if anyone else has experienced that, but things can get ugly with families and people fight over stuff and it just can get really nasty and you can get shocked by how people are behaving um, and kind of question, you know, what's actually going on here. All these things kind of surface, insecurities and, um, yeah, worries and stresses and all that. People panic and they reflect on their lives often when there's heartache or when there's death. And then they try everything that they can to make the pain go away, however they know how. So it looks different for all of us. Um, so we obviously had this first encounter with Martha and we have an idea of who she is. She serves, she keeps herself busy, she worries about lots of things, she's anxious about lots of things. And then I want to read now the second encounter from John chapter 11, verse 17 to 29. So it says... On his arrival, Jesus, okay, let me actually turn to my Bible because I think my version is the one I've been working on. Okay. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been, been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. And then Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall live. Yet shall he live, and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. So now, what I was expecting to see is a Martha who's frazzled, 
panicked. Her brother has died. There's lots to do. My dad passed away in 2021, and I'm an only child. So a lot of the responsibility for funeral things and was put on me, and I honestly had never, ever organized one, and there's so much to do and think about and prepare and organize and plan. So I'm super grateful for my aunt, Brenda. She flew from Joburg, and she helped me with all that stuff. But I'm just thinking of a Martha who didn't have a funeral to prepare for, just had Jesus in her home and was so busy with so many things, and then did have a funeral to plan and prepare and host all these Jews that were comforting her. And instead of worrying about things, or cleaning or cooking or whatever, she ran out when she heard that Jesus was there. She ran out to meet him. So we're seeing a totally different Martha here, a Martha who is prioritizing Jesus, who sees that when he comes, he's more important than whatever else needs to happen, whoever else needs to be host, hosted and all of that. Um, so, yeah, so just for me, like that stands out in a huge way that I, I really believe that if she hadn't had that first encounter with Jesus where she had her priorities wrong and he spoke to her, that when she had the painful time of her brother's death, she wouldn't have been able to cope the way that she did. She wouldn't have been able to um, engage with Jesus like she did, talk about kingdom things. You know, they're talking about resurrection and life after death and the fact that he's the Messiah. Like, we get to partake in the divine nature when we engage and encounter him. And I, I really believe that she wouldn't have done that first. I don't think that would have been her first thought, you know. I think all these other things like, yeah, every, what, all the meals that need to be cooked and um, where's the body going to be laid and what incense are they going to have and all these things. And obviously some of that stuff had happened. So I think Martha probably did do some of those things. But yeah, I'm seeing a really, really different Martha from what we first saw. And I know for me, I mentioned earlier that when my dad passed away, I found it a lot easier to just be busy with things. So I have a baby to look after. I need to earn money. I have Gilmore Girls to watch. I have all these things to do. I have Instagram to scroll through for hours and hours. Um, and it's not easy to actually deal with your pain and to prioritize Jesus in those hard times unless you've had encounters before which is really encouraging for me because I, I just want to encourage all of you that even in the everyday, mundane, day-to-day -day tasks that we're doing and lives that we're living, if you prioritize Jesus and you're encountering him daily, when you have the suffering which will come, you will be able to handle it way better. You will be Martha 2.0 who knows who's important, who knows who to prioritize. Um, Mm. Okay, so I've done first encounter with Martha, second encounter with Martha, and then there's a third encounter with Martha, um, which is just a very short encounter, which is in John chapter 12. That's verse 1 to 3. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. So, just in case you were wondering who did serve, it was still Martha. <laughs> um, the real Martha, who's free in Jesus, 
Um, she has the freedom to exercise her gifts with joy. We don't hear anything here about Martha complaining to Mary um, or that she's anxious or worried about er anything else, but we do see that she does still serve, um, which I also found really encouraging because it's not that he didn't want her to do those things. It's not like Jesus didn't want her to host him or to make the food and the meal for him. He just wanted her to do those things in the right order with him as number one. Um, all right, so to summarize, a few things that I learned from Martha that helped me to understand human beings and myself better. Number one, we all seem to find our worth in something, and I find that it's often related to our actual gifts. We can just busy ourselves with things that we are naturally gifted with or even things Holy Spirit has gifted us in, keep us busy and not actually encounter Jesus. Number two, we often find it easier to distract ourselves with the many worries or things or people, work, a boyfriend, Instagram, Facebook, series. I feel like Holy Spirit will reveal to you whatever your things are um, that you use as distraction. Number three, we would relate much better to others if we saw things the way Jesus sees them. Um, we wouldn't be so irritated by people who weren't doing what we were doing because we all have purposes and gifts and a place um, in the body. Number four, even when she was busy doing those things and worrying about all those things, it didn't ever seem to be enough. She didn't seem satisfied. She actually seemed irritated. Um, I feel like if it was satisfying her to be busy and being serving and all that, then she wouldn't have been irritated with Mary and she would have just joined the conversation later. But that wasn't the case. She was frazzled and annoyed. And number five, the more we encounter Jesus, the more we learn to depend on him in the painful times. The more we spend time with Jesus, the more we change. Because we see that with Martha in three small encounters. Um, yeah. A few things I learned about Jesus from these passages. So that was all about Martha and humans and myself. And now what I learn about Jesus. Number one, he's a truth bringer. He tells Martha plainly that Mary has chosen the right thing to do and she's chosen the wrong thing to do. It's actually quite simple. So Jesus does that and it's only meant to bring conviction and not condemnation, but we do have to listen to him because if Martha didn't, which sometimes I don't, we become prideful and we stay the same. And number two, he loves us and he loves spending time with us. Even though Martha has her priorities wrong, he loves her. So I just wanted to show you in John chapter 11, verse 5, before she demonstrates her new set of priorities as Jesus is number one, he says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Before she did the new thing of like, Jesus, you are my number one. She, this was still, we know old Martha, Jesus loved her, we see new Martha. So I thought that was really encouraging. You are loved. Um, number three, he reminds us of our identity. So he says her name twice. I feel like that's impactful, um, as if to say, like, I know you, Martha, Martha. And when I was preparing, I just felt him saying, like, Sarah, Sarah, reminding me of who I really am. Um, yeah, just showing me that, yeah, the way he sees me. And that gives me new perspective to deal with good times and bad times. And then number four, he enjoys seeing us practice our gifts. He loves to be served by Martha. 
he, I mean, the fact that John mentioned that, I just, I found it, it's a bit strange because it's like a whole sentence in the Bible and there's so many stories that were left out. But he says, and Martha served them. Um, so he, he, wants, he wants us to practice our gifts and our talents and our, whatever he's given us to do, our purposes in the body, um, because it's a gift to all of us. So that's my message tonight. Um, I hope that it was impactful for some of you. I just believe that he is really wanting to call out your name. Connor, Connor, to show you who you really are. Hannah, Hannah, I just met you. <laughs> um, to show you who you really are. Um, and just to prepare you for living in this world. Um, we're in the world, we're not of the world, but we get freedom in the pain, not from the pain, if we follow Jesus and we encounter him. Um, so yeah, I just... I just really felt like if you want freedom in pain, if you want to learn to suffer well, or if you just want to learn to be a daughter or son of the king and exercise your gifts, whatever he's given you, then I just really encourage you to press in to encounter him. It only takes one encounter. We see Martha encounter once, and she's different. Um, yeah. One encounter with Jesus can change everything, the way we think, how we act, what we value. And obviously, it's a long process, and that's why we do it in community and we in connect groups and we come to church and meet as a body. Um, but, it, but at the end of the day, it's the encounters that we're looking for. And that's what changes us. So uh, can I pray for us? Yeah, Jesus, we just thank you that, yeah, we have new life in you and we are new creations in you. We just pray for more encounters and just teach us how to prioritize you, Lord. We struggle to do that, and we, we want to learn how, Lord. So I just pray that, Holy Spirit, you would reveal distractions and worries that are above you that need to move down on the list. And I just also pray for the courage and the motivation and the inspiration to keep pressing into you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Bob. And um, one of the greatest pains and sufferings that we see is, is Jesus on the cross, which caused the greatest revelation, the greatest freedom in our lives. So, so pain and suffering um, definitely have a relationship with freedom. And that's what we're going to do now. We're going to uh, take some time to remember that, um, that sacrifice with Jesus on the cross. We're going to take uh, communion as a family. And I really urge us, as we do this, just to allow the Lord to encounter us in whatever we're going through. And it doesn't always have to be pain. It doesn't have to be brokenness. But um, I think it's a lie of the world often that the world tells us that Jesus is not in the pain, that he's not there when the things are really hard. And that's opposite of what he preaches and teaches to us. He's with us through it all. Um, and he wants us to be obedient, whatever that looks like. So... Um, Jesus says, you know, he, he, this is my body is broken for you. And this is my blood shared for you. This is a symbol. This is a reminder of the sacrifice which created the greatest freedom that we begin to see today. So we have two tables. We only have 42 cups. So I've been counting a lot, seeing how many people are sitting here. Guess what? There's, probably, there's more than 42 people here tonight. So Jesus is going to have to provide. 
Um, and if he doesn't, what we're going to do is just as a family or as in twos, if, you, if you're with a family member, uh, can you just take one um, and as you gather in a group so that we can make sure that we have enough for everyone? There's bread and there's grape juice on each side. And um, what we're going to do is you just go up there, grab one, find two friends or visitors, people that you don't know, and get into a house.